Trigger warning. This episode contains topics related to religious cults, severe trauma, abuse, violence, self-harm, substance use, and suicide. These topics can be triggering to some audiences, especially to those who have lived through similar experiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back to another terrible episode of the Burning Eden Podcast. I am Baff, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. And I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. So, Baff, yes. do you think, since we interviewed Arch and Lindsay, love you both, uh, Amazon will give us our own show? That would be amazing. One could say, I ship it. <laughs> it would be perfect timing because we're in our prime. Why do I stay here? Punished! <laughs> because it would take too long to unpack everything. I hate you so fucking much. Well, while well, you kindle that rage, I will tell everyone about our Patreon. If you go to <laughs> patreon.com slash burningeaton666, you can become a supporter. There's different levels of support. You can be a sinner for only $3 a month. That's less than a shitty-ass cup of coffee a month. Mm -hmm. Or you can be a heathen like the rest of us. We'll give you a shout-out on every episode, and mm -hmm. we'll write you a very personal Sometimes naughty. Sometimes naughty. Naughty. Yeah, yes. whatever you are. Yeah. Mm. You can also be a blasphemer if you really, really like us. And you start getting all of this swag. Look at this shit. And what does that stand for? Stuff we all get. Swag. That is should an, be a fucking shirt. That is an original <laughs> joke. Not from any TV show. Not at all. Uh, nope. At all. Uh, you get a sticker, a shirt, a poster, a hoodie. Uh, it's fucking cool. But if yes. you like us more than we like ourselves. You can be on the diabolical level for $50 a month. This is where we start doing shady things for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You get all this swag and you get access to an early episode as well. You get well. access to his left nipple. You, you get can't access beat to that. any of my nipples. <laughs> if you have a preference, obviously, you know, it's fine. But... The left, the right, and the other one too. And the third one. <laughs> Wait, yeah. you only have two? Last time I checked. Well, this is kind of weird. Ah, <laughs> today's weird. episode, we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with our newest friend, Micah Losh. Micah Allen Losh, M-A-L, Mao. What's up? Hey, how's it Hello. going, guys? Welcome, welcome oh, we're to doing our okay. We're doing just fine. <laughs> I've been a lot worse. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I like Should your I dinosaur in the back. Oh yeah, mm. that's that's my uh, my punching bag. Nice. My, uh, I need one. My son, uh, my son and I, the other day we were shooting it with toy guns, which, the, you know, like of course when I was a kid and wanted a toy gun, no, I couldn't even have a, a super soaker. I had it looked like what? a donkey, and you stuck its nose in the water and did, yeah, and, oh. then, mm. and you got one shot and like 
all my other friends had super soakers and they're destroying me. So yeah, we play with toy guns and beat up stuff. And so you have adult money now. So Mm -hmm. you can, you can buy shit. I love adult things. Yeah. 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 And it's just fun to, to interact with my son and let him, you know, be a kid because, you know, most of the stuff I liked was going to kill me or get me. So that was (laughs) how old is your kid? Uh, he is five. Oh. Nice. Our birthdays are five days apart, which is cool. So, oh shit. Of course, when he was born, I never planned on celebrating it. Um, of course. You know, now yeah. it's it's different, and yeah, it's cool to we've you know celebrated a few holidays together, and it's really been cool. Nice, nice bonding yeah. experience. Love yeah. it. But before we get to know you a little bit better, you know what time it is, Mel. I was promised a dance party. But what time is it, Beth? Oh, we can do both. Uh, it's time for... Per tradition, we would love the guest to read the Bible verse of the day. What do you have for us? All right. I will be reading Ezekiel 23, 19 through uh, 21. All right. And she kept increasing her acts of prostitution, calling to mind the days of her youth. When she prostituted herself in the land of Egypt, Mm. she lusted after them like the concubines of men whose male members are like those of a donkey and whose genitals are like those of a horse. You yearned for the obscene conduct of your youth in Egypt Mm. when they fondled your bosom, the breasts of your youth. Amen. 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 Yes. Thanks for keeping us abreast of the word of God. It, it sounds like a letter from Penthouse Forum. <laughs> Listen, I read that for the stories, not for the graphic content. Okay? <laughs> for, <laughs> for the donkey story. dick, okay? <laughs> for men of discerning taste. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, there, there's been, uh, I don't know exactly which states, but I know there has been introduction, introduction to legislation where they want to ban certain books because they're mm. too, you know, adult content or whatever bullshit. But hey, you got the Bible. You got Kids want to learn about dicks. donkey cum. Donkey Here you go. <laughs> you got donkey cum. Is that where pin, and pin the tail level on the donkey came from? I wonder. The tail level. Could be. Could be. I mean, maybe, you know, in the manger, that was the first donkey show. We don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's danger <sighs> in the manger. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the way I have it in my drawings, at least. So. Mm, mm. Oh, speaking of drawings, <laughs> if you go to the merch store, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it later, but I just, I can't even think about it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just picturing um, Wait, hold on. the donkey show at, in the manger. I don't know if you can see it, but I'm fucking <laughs> so Jesus in the So ass. it's basically Mel uh, pegging uh, yeah. the Lord and Savior. With wow. uh, it's green. God damn oh, it. Fuck. Yeah, it's ah. too green. It's God. Green. But yeah, yeah, so you see I'm the getting, wonderful face. I'm getting glimpses of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, if you go to the merch store, you can take a look for yourself. Be so. like, I'm not sh- I'll check it out. It looks like I could see Uranus, but I could be mistaken. <laughs> Listen, my ass is tight. So <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> well, it's not Uranus. Ass. It's Venus. <laughs> God damn Nobody it. Told it's me Venus. Once, 
Somebody told me once they said it's Uranus, and I was like, "Pardon me, <laughs> what'd you call me?" And I was like, "No, it's Uranus," and they're like, "It's Uranus." I'm like, "I will slap that word out of your mouth." That <laughs> oh, cultured swine. Yeah, like shut up. You put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> the wrong syllable. <laughs> I've been harassed. Okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> when, love one of my first jobs. You know, and I'm a nerd. I would read the mm. thesaurus. That's how much of a loser I was in <laughs> I hear that's the most intelligent dinosaur of them all. Yes. <sighs> he knows. So, you know, faux pas, you make a mistake, essentially put your foot in your mouth. Mm. And it was at FedEx. And our manager, she was like, guys, we made a big foo-poo yesterday. And I, and I go... <laughs> I laughed and no and I was like, "Oh, okay." So I just look like I have something wrong with me now. But and then she kept saying it, and I'm like, "For God's sakes, it's not a foo poo." <laughs> People don't like it when you correct their grammar, but right? Don't you know you're wrong. Like if you're saying something really dumb, yeah. Because it, it almost sounds like she's saying fupa. It just, <laughs> I want to start using that. Oh, fupa! God damn. I. Pr- yeah, you know, I prefer Gunt. One of one of my nieces, that's what she calls it. Which Gunt? I think What? Wow. Oh my god. This is amazing. I'm, sorry. I'm a I'm a crude man. My mother would be well, so you're on the right show then. You're on the right show. <laughs> Especially I've been watching uh re-watching the Sopranos. Mm. And like somebody will give me a dirty look and I'm like, fucking cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, and then they're like, mommy, what did he call me? And I'm like, you bumped me, kid, you know. But <laughs> God damn it. When you can never curse mm. or when it was so forbidden. You know, like there would be times I might drop something and I'm like, oh, shit. And then, I'm, yeah. oh, dear Heavenly Father, please don't. If paradise comes, please forgive me, you know. Right. Now it's just like, I love profanity. It's just, it's so much fun. Yeah. I, if you use it too much, you know, you sound... You don't sound, you know, if you're like, fuck the fucking fuckers, you sound <laughs> stupid, but. Yeah, it's very you know. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking I... of paradise and coming, um, oh. here is the, the sign that she was trying yes, to show so you. Yes, trying to show. Uh, there we go. So there's Mel. There's our Lord and Savior. He's got a gag ball he and does. a tattoo that says Mel 316, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he's holding. Twizzlers. They're my favorite. And I'm in the back with a gas can burning down the Garden of Eden. There you go. I have priorities, okay? Yeah. Like, if he wants to be inside me, I want to be inside him. You want to reverse, bitch? Uno reverse. Uno reverse. It it seems, yeah, I I fully endorse it. I think it's great. There you go. See? Second coming of Christ. Yeah, it's, it's you know, when when I put a picture of myself on the internet burning Mm. a Bible, and no one got mad. I was really disappointed. Like, I wanted Joel Olstein to be talking about my demise. Right. But maybe I should tag. I, I've thought about tagging televangelists in that picture. Tag Greg Locke because he, like, masturbates to that shit. Greg, <laughs> huh? Greg Locke. Greg Locke. Oh, yeah. Uh, my friend James was telling me about him. And I perused his career. Yeah, he looks like a huge twat waffle. Yes, yes, a huge blue waffle twat. Yes, oh, oh the, the rare but elusive blue. The rare... <laughs> yes. So here you are, uh, 
Oh, there I am. Yeah, um, burn that Bible. The Bible. I'm, I'm with my dear friend Daisy, um, oh. one of the first people to befriend me, and uh, she even helped uh, model, uh, mm. you know, to help promote my book for free. And uh, yeah. yeah, I just I think she's a doll. I love her. She's beautiful. Yes. So you do have, uh, I know we normally ask uh, the guests, we start with their personal story, but this definitely ties into it. Mm -hmm. And it's called Mentally Deceased, right? That's the name of your book. Yes, that um, is the, oh, that's the flattering yeah, term Jehovah's right. Witnesses use for former members. Exactly. Oh. Hmm. So I, you know. So, yeah, I where do you, I am so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> You are no, a former Jeho Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. So um, how was that? It sucked. If somebody Ooh. told me, it, not even my words, they said, um, I was talking to them a few weeks ago. I, I was having a bad night. And they said, mm. you came from extreme fundamentalism. And, you know, mm. I, I never, I mean, I, I knew I came from, I considered myself coming from fundamentalism. But to hear mm. someone else say it was extreme. And, and even... You know, um, when I did therapy for a time or when I've told people, there'll be a point when I'm telling these stories, especially if they don't have really any experience with uh, ex-cult members, where I can just see on people's face, they're like, and they try and hide it. You know, they're not judging me, but they're just like, yeah. this poor guy or what, you know, what the hell? I didn't know this was going on or mm -hmm. it was this year. But, but I think with increased distance from it, I've been away um, going on three years I mean, it, it appears crazier to me, and I do feel like it is becoming crazier, but at the same time, the more time you get away from it, you're just, like, blown away. Wow, how did this have its hooks in me so deep? Mm -hmm. you know, how was I so subjugated? Yeah. Um, can you tell us, like, your your backstory about how you were indoctrinated right? as, a, as a child, right? Yes. So. Yeah. I was born to uh, first generation Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm -hmm. I was born in 82. Now they joined in the late seventies. I don't know exactly mm. when, okay. but the reason that's significant is in 1975, that's one of the years that Watchtower predicted Armageddon. And at a uh, convention, I forget where it was, but they said, stay, um, stay alive until 75. And many Jehovah's Witnesses quit their jobs, cash in pensions. You know, they oh, said, shower shit. this dying world. In shit. And then there wasn't an exodus of members. I don't know how many. The, mm -hmm. um, the organization really downplays it. I didn't hear of it until I was over 20, probably 22. I just, because it's hidden, you know, what they say is that was old light. That was mm -hmm. our current understanding of the scripture at that time. So they weren't mistaken, but their God of love was misleading them. You know, it. Mm -hmm. Just fundamentally, it doesn't hold up to scrutiny, but I excused stuff like that for for decades in it, and it was all I knew. Um, I was never really around my uh dad's family or my mother's because mm. they weren't, uh, you know, in the true religion. And even when I reconnected with my cousin, us, I told her, I said, you know, the few times I was around you guys, I was very uncomfortable because, well, for one, every time. Every time we would leave, my mother would begin comparing how our lives were so much better than theirs, oh. you know, they, because they're living in sin. But also, every night I prayed to Jehovah, please vindicate your name against your enemies. And what that means is please murder everyone who isn't a Jehovah's Witness. I knew what that meant. So 
when I'm sitting in their house drinking lemonade with people that I'm going to pray to Jehovah to kill later, it felt very two-faced and disingenuous to me. So I wow. really them. Even as a little boy, I thought, you know, what? why are we even around them? They're going to die. It just seemed wrong. Yeah. And um, so basically, you know, I just lived my Jehovah's Witness life. In the 80s and 90s, you went to three meetings a week. They said it was five, oh, but two of the nights, there was like an hour, a break, another hour, or a, a song and a prayer. Mm. Um, not really a... No, in the middle, it's good I'm forgetting. That means I'm, you know, I've been away a while. But there you, so go. you would have an hour, a song, and another hour. And they'd be like, that's two meetings. I don't really see how, but whatever. <laughs> um, I think they were just stuffing the numbers, you know, trying mm. to make it seem more impressive. But that was just my life. And then when I was 12, I don't remember being told, but uh, my dad got cancer. Oh. Mm. And of course, in 96 and 95, you know, they couldn't really localize chemo. It just attacked your whole body. Mm. I, um, I, now I'm six foot, but I'm the smallest male um, from my dad's side of the family. He was cool. six two and very broad mm -hmm. in the chest and everything. And I don't really even know how long. I just, I just remember my father, he didn't look 47. He started looking 70. Oh, and he would vomit for hours and i even a lot of times uh, it really it's hard to talk about i wouldn't yeah. spend time with him because i would go yeah. and pray to god to fucking save him mm. oh wow and so almost immediate you know during you know i i, I put in my memoir i wasted my time praying while my father wasted right yeah. And I really thought if I was a good enough Jehovah's Witness and honest enough with Jehovah, he would save my dad. And he didn't. And I never forgave him. Mm. And I never loved him after that. Gotcha. Because it's a sin of omission. You know, you can save my father. That's what I'm being told. And you didn't. I don't fucking forgive you. Yeah. And I hated myself because when you're a Jehovah's Witness – you cannot think anything negative about other members or the leadership or Jehovah. So I really interpreted that as evidence of my sinful inclination. And I really hated myself. I thought I deserved to die. And of mm. course I wanted to die because I was told the dead are conscious of nothing. So I thought that either I would die and be asleep or I would die and be resurrected with my dad in paradise uh, on earth after Armageddon. So wow. it seemed, I mean, it seemed to make sense, you yeah. know, yeah. and every time, well, and I've come to understand when I, I really thoroughly researched cult tactics and what they do to people mm, yes. years ago. But one of the things was members, well, they prey on vulnerable people, but so group members have to be a walking, talking advertisement. And mm -hmm. I was, I started, well, I always I also started gaining weight. Um, by the time I graduated high school, I was 300 pounds. And wow. I um, I wanted to wear black. You know, they say black is slimming. Of course, I was always told that's evil. Or I yeah. couldn't, you know, more than one black shirt. And also that was just kind of my style. I mostly wear dark clothes. Mm -hmm. But with my depression and sadness... And then my dress, I guess, you know, that was rebellious. 
I really noticed the congregation kind of pulling away from me. And every time I uh, reached out for help, um, I I never got it. Mm. It was all pray it away. Pray away your depression if you were. <sighs> I fucking hate that, man. I, I we, We've talked to a lot of people on this show. This is mm-hmm. episode 100 and what? 118, 18, 19 18. or something like that. We've talked to a shit ton of people who have told us similar things that the moment that they need help, the moment that they're in their lowest, that's when they push you away or it's all your fault. You got up, you're, you're sinning too much. You're not praying enough. You, you don't have enough faith. Um, It's such fucking bullshit. I hate it. It is. Uh, If I can quote myself again, in a poem I wrote about my mother, I said, sadness is sickness. Judgment is your porn. And that's mm. how they are. I um, now also at the time this was uh, you know the mid nineties. Uh, I went to a therapist, mm-hmm. and he was a real piece of shit. I told <sighs> him about my dead father, and he said, "Well, did you maybe think that your depression is because of how bad your acne is?" Which, uh, oh, what? Never, Excuse you know, me. Like fucking Hannibal Lecter, like you know. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> so, I I didn't go back, but I went to others Mm. and they ended up putting me on medication. Now, we know now that if you give those to a teenager, it will make them suicidal. Mm. And I started having really dark thoughts about Mm self-harm. And I've always been, I think I'm honest to a fault, but I told everybody and everyone acted like I had a fucking demon. Mm. And... So then the only way that I could get a thought of um, cutting myself out of my head was cutting myself or yeah. burning myself or, yeah. Yeah. you know, I um, and of course, that just alienated me further. Yeah. And I believe I've uh, well, so when, when I was 21, I, I was just I was done with life. I'd had what uh, 13 to 21 is eight years I just couldn't do it anymore. So I killed myself on my 21st birthday. I overdosed on sleeping pills and I did die. Um, It it made me scream involuntarily. And my mother found me. And as they were putting me on the gurney, I couldn't move anything. My arms, legs, I tried. It it was weird. And I I remember closing my eyes and I thought, well, either I'll sleep forever or I'll wake up and see dad again. And I guess I died. They revived me. And then I was in a coma for 37 hours, I had a ventilator and feeding tube and all that. And, but that misery and despair went on for 20 years. Mm. Really nothing happened. It, you know, it was just routine, the hamster wheel of being in a cult, but Mm. my mental health it just got worse and worse and worse. And every time I would go to a therapist, there always came a point where they would suggest I leave Jehovah's Witnesses, which mm-hmm. I know they're not supposed to do. But, I, you know, I, I do appreciate that in hindsight. Um, yeah. And I remember this, um, you know, because I, I just, I thought I was born into the true religion. I wasn't drawn because I was honest hearted. So mm-hmm. I was going to die. I deserved right. to die. I was a useless piece of shit. <sighs> Insane, man. And I remember uh, this, uh, she had a really thick German accent, which I thought was cool. My last name is German. And I hmm. was, you know, I, I always wanted to learn German actually, but 
she told me, she said, there's no reason you couldn't, you know, have a girlfriend, get a job, you know, have a life. But I, I couldn't hear her, you know, because how could I leave? How could I reject seeing my dead father again? Who I, I wanted more than anything. Right. And that wanting him back kept me tethered to that religion. I know it did. So wow. when he died, when I was 13, when I was 33, uh, a woman I worked with, uh, she asked me about my beliefs. Mm-hmm. And then she started coming to meetings, as they say. And, you know, we ended up falling in love. Mm-hmm. And I told her many times, you know, I don't want you to do this for, you know, for me, this way of life, you know, you have, it has to be for you. You have to commit. You know? right. And so she progressed up until baptism. She still attended, but the congregation wanted her, but didn't want me. So they started trying to separate us. Drive oh, Even she wow. told me. And then as a 33 year old man, and she was 27, we were told you can't see each other except at the kingdom hall after meetings. God damn it. And I said, this is fucking bullshit. <sighs> now I had been shunned and reproved in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. I got in trouble for staying over with a Jehovah's witness girl and her top came off. So, and I, in my memoir, um, sorry, I'm a, I'm a shameless media. Please partner. do. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> I, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. The cover is painted by Sarah Riches, who is also an XJW. Oh. And awesome. this is actually the copy I'm going to mail her. Um, I even have stickers in the back. Oh, yeah. Stickers. She makes amazing art. Mm-hmm. She's Love on it. Twitter. People should check her out. She's great. Um, What's her name? It's Sarah, S-A-R-A, Riches, R-I-C-H-E-S. Mm. She paints on top of a watch t- Watchtower Publications. Hey. Oh, that's it's fucking cool. Fuck yeah. Her art is gorgeous. It's phenomenal. And um, so, you know, I had been disfellowshipped. And at the time, I lived with my mother. So she still spoke to me. Mm. So coming back to when I'm 33, I loved my ex-wife. And whether or not it was true, I did reject God and immortality for her which I will say you're going to be hard pressed to find something more romantic than that. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Fucking know, badass. That's romantical. <laughs> romantical. <laughs> and you're prolific. You're creating words. So, <laughs> um, it, 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 but you know, I really loved her. And so the, the elders just told me, <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> I'm going to have to use that because I'm always on Twitter. Hell yeah. So I ended up moving in with her. And now, of course, uh, we were or I was disfellowshipped for the second Mm -hmm. time. She she wasn't because she wasn't baptized. She was still studying, you know. So we moved in and we eloped about within a month. And I had met her mother once before that. Now, of course, in my mindset, these are worldly people. I don't know my family. So why would I know that, you know, you're supposed to, if you're going to join, you know, and there were other issues at hand, but uh, my ex-wife did not tell her family we were married. They knew we lived together, but she for over a year. Yeah. 
and it just ruined the relationship immediately mm -hmm. for me. Um, it wasn't about forgiveness. It's just, it, why, why the fuck did you marry me? Yeah. And so of course, when you're disfellowship, you're, you, you're cut off from, you know, your family, your friends, and you're told that you're cut off from Jehovah and his Holy spirit. So you can't <laughs> even pray to him. Mm. So I'm, yeah, a, I, damn it. I mean, prayer is the only coping skill you're taught. And so right. I began binge drinking. Now oh. I'm German Irish. I, I always like to drink. Mm -hmm. I could always drink a lot. I always had a very high tolerance, but this was not, this was not pleasurable. This was, I could not deal with my heartbreak and yeah. I was cowardly. So when I was drinking 24 beer a night, oh, I went to vodka. Um, and I lived that way for seven years. I would say in that time I was, I, I maybe, I maybe didn't drink 10 days out of those seven years. Wow. And I did end up being reinstated. Uh, I really, I went back and forth and Jehovah's Witnesses share their kingdom halls with multiple congregations. Mm. And you're told there's worldwide unity. What they're doing in Zimbabwe, they're doing in Ohio. And it's total shit because I was fellowshiped in one congregation and we switched to the other and they were telling me conflicting things. You know, all my life, there were all these things I couldn't reconcile, but you're, t you're told thought terminating cliches wait on Jehovah, no matter what happened, you know, so I just kept drinking and drinking and then COVID happened and mm. It's Every changed night. everyone's lives, dude. It's insane. Yeah. It all did. But for me, as a Jehovah's Witness who had been praying for Armageddon every single night of my life, mm. that's what I thought COVID was. You Holy shit. Now, I was in a terrible marriage. Um, right before I met my ex-wife, I had reached out. Sorry, I'm, I'm telling a non-linear story. No, you're good. No worries, I, man. I had reached out to an elder, and I said, I told him how I was going to kill myself. And I even set in two factors to make sure if the first method didn't, there was no way I would survive. Yeah. And he mocked me. He said, your life's easy. What are you complaining about? He said, you have no one. You have no one who relies on you. You know, exactly yeah. what I hear. Remind me of how utterly alone I am. And I never forgave that. So during COVID, you know, you're taught to be peaceable. And if you do anything wrong, you're impairing Jehovah's Holy Spirit flowing to the congregation. So I would always tell on myself, you know, they know, oh, my God, I looked at naked women online when I was a teenager. You know, I don't know why that I'm sure there's an, you know, a manila folder of all the times I confess <laughs> things, but it's tattletale culture. And you yeah. think you're killing others. So, you know, it, I, I called that elder and that really hurt me. You know, at the time, this, you know, you're taught that being an elder is evidence of Jehovah's blessing, even though they can't be removed. And he said, I didn't say that. And I was like, what? And he said that another elder was there and we spoke on the phone. And so I hung up on him and then he called me back and he said, you don't hang up on me, boy. And, so, and I put in my book what I said. I won't say it here, but it it was some cold, probably the coldest shit I've ever said. And I yeah. may not be proud of it, but I'd say it again yeah. because if it hurt me when I'm my lowest, 
That's right. what I'm going to give you back. Right. And now, I wouldn't do that now, but at the time, you yeah. know, drunk and angry. And to that son of a bitch, I would. I don't yeah. care. And I told him, I said, I told him, I said, I'll beat you till your legs stop working. I'll beat you till you're in a puddle of piss. And I gave him my address. I said, you come and find me, bitch. Call me, boy. Now, I should have called my mother because by the time I spoke to her, oh, and I also told him because in those congregations, two people had committed suicide. Two guys blew their heads off and nobody cared. They said, well, that's what happens when you leave Jehovah. Hopefully they get a resurrection. No compassion. Nobody said if you're struggling, reach out for help. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I've tried to kill myself over 20 times. And I'm not talking about passive attempts where I put it online or call for help. I don't know how I'm alive. Numerous doctors have said, we have no idea why you haven't had organ failure. Um, I'm real shitty at tying nooses. A little bit of dark humor. But I don't know if they teach that in the Boy Scouts. I was in the one. Hey, we're all good at something. We're also, all of us are shitty at something. Apparently, I can't read. You can't kill yourself. I mean, killing myself. Well, we're glad that you're here. Please. So, I, um, and of course, that just made my drinking explode even more. That Mm -hmm. hurt so bad. But when I called my mother, because I told him, I said, you fucks make people kill themselves and you don't care. Mm-hmm. I said, yep. people like yep. you deserve to die. Yes. Well, he yep. told my mother that I threatened to kill everyone in the kingdom hall, oh, which I'm not, I'm not stupid. Yeah. If that was my plan, I wouldn't give you a warning. And uh, that's what I told her. And she said, well, that's great. And she hung up on me and blocked my number. Oh my God, dude. Gosh. So, and he also told her that they had to call Bethel headquarters to report me. Now, they didn't call the police, but they don't do that when a child is raped in the kingdom hall. So that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, but yeah. I don't think they called. I mean, maybe I, I'm sure, you know, they alerted Bethel that, you know, one of us was misbehaving. But so my mom acted just repulsed by me. And I even tried to tell her, you know, there was a video of one of the governing body members buying thousands or hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in alcohol. And they're telling kids to donate their you know, ice cream money and to live in Bethel, you have to take about poverty. That was another thing. I put ah. And she said, well, videos can be faked. Look at the Marvel movies, the Hulk. Well, the Hulk doesn't look real. He looks cool. Yeah. But nobody's but- looking at that shit and saying, who's that big green guy? What's right. the next oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. That's, that's the level of delusional thinking. You, yeah. you can't, it can't even be combated. It, I, I, crazy, well, man. I won't say it can't, but I don't believe you can wake anybody up or combat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, COVID's going on. I'm working at a nursing home so, and my ex-wife is an RN. So she works mm. at a, she, if she wasn't at another home, she was at a hospital. I forget. Okay. And then there was a COVID outbreak where I work. Well, our babysitter no longer would watch the boys. And my mother refused to help us. And I worked across the street, but we just had to leave the boys alone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, it, I'm not proud of it. Just we had no options. Yeah. You know, we bought him a phone and I would go back and check and call. And, you know, it, but it really pissed me off because my mother always said, you know, during the Great Tribulation, which she seemed to think it was too, we'll all be helping each other and living in a house. But because, I stood up to an elder who mocked me for being suicidal. Yeah. You're just going to, you know, you could help me with the boys, you know, whatever. 
so then the elders called me, you know, this was during COVID. It was a three-way call and they wanted, they told me that they wanted me to apologize to the elder. <sighs> and I said, you've got to, oh, I said, Jesus fucking Christ. I said, if he raped me, would you expect me to apologize to him? Oh, did he rape me? That's not what I'm saying. But he, I said, how many, I said, look at how many people have died in these congregations recently. I said, what are you guys doing to people? Why doesn't it matter? You know, and he, they said, well, are you saying he said it to them? I'm not, but he said it to me. And why am I, why don't I matter? You know, I remember screaming that. Why in the fuck don't I matter? Why do those two guys, the one, his mom died. He had a drinking problem and he blew his head off. The other guy went in his truck at lunch and shot himself because there Jehovah's witnesses are bereft of compassion and they're a vile, disgusting cult. Mm. And I, I, I was just spiraling. I got to the point where I wasn't even waking up hungover. I was waking up drunk. Oh shit. I, uh, and it, and it was never, I mean, it was intentional. I just, I couldn't numbing everything, right? You just don't don't want to feel anything anymore. It just, I was like, everything was just falling apart. And I thought I'm going to be murdered because I've sinned. And by extension, Jehovah's going to murder my, my wife and my stepson and my son. And they're 10 and two at the time. And I, I just, it broke me and I kept drinking and I kept drinking and I woke up in jail. Holy shit. And they told me I attacked someone and I was only with my family and I had second hand. I grabbed my stepson by the shirt. Now my ex-wife told me later, I didn't hit him. Mm -hmm. Him and I were always close. I was in a blackout. I grabbed him by the shirt. I didn't let go. I fell on him. I terrified him. Mm -hmm. I was upset with him over something. And, but, but what's really tragic is all of that abuse and anger came out at him and yeah. none of it was about him. Right. Yeah. Right. But, um, I spent 77 days in jail. Okay. I asked my mother for help um, to get into treatment. I thought I needed treatment for mm-hmm. alcoholism. And uh, I thought, you know, maybe the elders would help me. I asked for a Bible and my mother filed a no contact order and I heard her testify in court all of this shit and she said that if she she thought whenever i got out of jail or prison i would hurt both children and she painted me as a monster and so um because my stepson was 10 at the time uh i was in pc surrounded by pedophiles and rapists and people who watched child porn and i had a shitty public defender i had no access to money or anything i signed a shitty plea bargain expecting to be homeless in my mustang and when I got out of jail, I found out it had been repossessed. Oh, so I was homeless. Mm. November 17th of 2020, I even crawled under a bridge because I, I wanted to be a good father for my two-year-old at least. I was told the no contact order would be lifted. Um, they lied to me. And they said it'll be the whole time you're on probation. So um, no Jehovah's Witnesses cared. None of them answered my calls. Um, and no one would take me to get my car. And I will tell you that moment when I climbed under the bridge, there were 
huge cobwebs. Looked like spiders mm-hmm. as big and made them. Jeez. And I thought to myself, where can I sleep where bugs will bite me the least? As just a real pragmatic thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was terror I have never experienced. That was hurt to know that no one on the planet gave a fuck about me or what happened to me. And I ended up, um, I called a, a halfway house. I didn't really know what to do, you know, and COVID was still going on. Jeez. So when I got into that, I had to, you know, of course, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I can, you know, I can follow stupid rules. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> now when I was under that bridge, someone I knew wouldn't let me sleep, you know, outside next to their animals on their farm or in their garage. But they gave me six eighty dollars and said they'd bring me a blanket to sleep outside, which that was more than pretty much anybody else. Mm. But, and I was, I did sleep inside two of those nights and in a car. Um, but during the day, you know, I was walking the streets, calling places. And, you know, just that little taste, that was just beyond my experience, my, my little Jehovah's Witness world. And I got into this place. Now, I meant to say, when I was under the bridge, I had that money. And I thought, what the fuck? I thought, I just want to get drunk or I don't want to feel this. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I, t- I said to myself, and I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks, but I said to myself, my, myself, you cannot say you love your children if you ever drink alcohol again. You just can't. Because very few people have experienced being told they've done something that they think is impossible for them. Yeah. I drank to the point I was a person I didn't respect Mm -hmm. and I didn't like, and I didn't recognize. Mm -hmm. So that's the moment I said, fuck alcohol. Really? Now, Mm -hmm. even when I was in jail, I told my ex, you know, if I ever drink again, don't let the boys ever see me, keep them away from me. But, you know, when I actually was free to do whatever I want, I could have been a bridge hobo. And, mm-hmm. you know, right. You know, I, 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 that, that's a pretty severe time that I really would have liked to have been drunk. <laughs> right. right. No. So then I, you know, I signed in the halfway house. I, I couldn't leave without supervision. I had to turn in my, um, my, my wallet, my, my car, if I would have had it, but I didn't, you know, my phone, all this. And I, I agreed to all that. It, I followed all the rules, mm-hmm. but I asked questions because when I was sitting in the AA meetings, I thought, why in the fuck does this feel so familiar? Because like it, a cult, it's like yeah. a, like being a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, yep, cliches. Um, just I made a couple TikTok videos where I went through a list of comparisons, um, mm-hmm. and. It's very, very similar. And then they're telling you it's all about God with a capital G, which mm. very clearly means the creator, but they say it can be an acronym and mean group of drunks. It cannot be an acronym. Mm. And why would I choose my higher power to be a group of people who say they're powerless over alcohol? Because yeah. everyone was relapsing. And I saw no accountability, none. It just, I was like, fuck this shit. So, mm-hmm. of course, like cults do, they begin to criminalize me because people, I would, I'd be like, you know, what's your higher power? I don't have one. I'm a man of my word. I don't, you know, I, I, I hadn't lost my faith in Jehovah. And then my first sponsor relapsed. And then my second one, uh, 
you know, if I had depression, I had sadness, I had guilt, I missed my family. My ex-wife filed for divorce and told me outside of a halfway house right before I had to walk in. It was, there were, there were a lot of bad things. A lot of bad things kept coming for a long time and I didn't drink. And I sat in a room full of fucking losers that'd be like, Oh, my favorite sports team lost. And I just hit the bottle, you know, Mm fucking excuse factories and it really pissed me off because a lot of them are talking about you know they're 60 years old their kids are my age and they're like yeah i've been trying to do this for 30 years well Mm -hmm. sink or swim yeah i you know what's the point in talking about terrible things you've done the i work in a bar and the only time i want to drink is when i'm in aa meetings cannot stand them and you know, it just, when I would uh, ask them questions, um, they never could answer them. Oh. They wouldn't even deal with them. It was just that, you know, are you planning a relapse? Well, no, but I think this is bullshit. You know, why yeah. can't you well, fool me once? Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Right. So when I got to the point of, was I really in a cult? Did my parents really join a cult? Did my father, when he was dying of cancer, they offered him blood and he said no and willingly martyred himself for them. Uh, Did did all of that shit really happen for nothing? And I remember sitting in front of this piece of shit and crying and saying, I don't know if my mind has been warped by Satan or if I was in a cult. Please mm -hmm. let me look. And he said, I, I suffered from terminal uniqueness and wanted to feel special. And I was an addict like all of them. And fuck that piece of shit. What the fuck, man? Mm. Yeah. Mm. If you don't believe with, in what AA teaches, the book, which I've read, most of them haven't because they can't read. It says if you don't agree, you have terminal uniqueness. It says if you – what's the other thing? Oh, I think it's bullshit, so I'm a dry drunk. It's dry right drunk. Dry drunk? Oh, yeah, shaming terms. And AA hates uh, because I – well, you know, one time they were talking about um, faith is, is always – faith is always good. <sighs> faith is always good. And I was like, yeah, it was great as they flew planes into the towers, huh? That was motivated by faith. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's, it's such delusional thinking and it's self-serving bullshit because I've heard people say God chose me to be sober. Well, your God is capricious and I don't give a shit. <laughs> yep. And when I would say that stuff, they didn't like me. So, I mean, I don't, charm has never been a priority for me. (laughs) But I I sat down and I Googled what the cults do to people. And I also found an article about mind control in Chinese war camps. Wow. It was was like they just were writing about my life, my not even my life, my childhood. Everything, line for line. It was just all... And I was like, wow, this is all bullshit. And when when I said that I wanted to write a book, some people who didn't really buy into AA encouraged me. But the people who do, who are zealots, all told me to stay in my own lane, don't speak out against the religion. Those yep. people probably mean well. My Ugh. mother think I serve Satan. Fuck you. Don't you goddamn tell me my life. Right. And then I would be angry at that, and they'd be like, oh, you've got a resentment, and you can't resent anything in AA. You were raped. Let it go. What the fuck? Yeah. So uh, 
totally horrible. I've heard people talk about being molested as a child and they just tell them to let them go. And then they go out and do drugs because why wouldn't you? Right. Right. How, you know, how are you going to let it go that when your parents violated your trust, you know, like I've, I've heard people break down crying. I heard one girl, she said that it was jarring, but she said, I woke up this morning, looked on the couch and my grandmother was dead. And I was like, what? And she said, I really want to drink so bad, but I'm not going to. And I thought, oh, well, that's commendable. You know, that's that's really tragic and horrible. Mm-hmm. The very next person, very next person, I ain't no bitch and I like to fight. Well, what the fuck are you talking about? And this old fat man goes off on a tirade about how he ain't no bitch. And I just wanted to hit him in the face. You know, like, do you have no compassion? No, right. Here's someone talking about a very real struggle. And you're just, you know, and th- this guy think, goes out into the forest and he says God talks to him. Like, oh, well, you've been diagnosed with schizophrenia, my friend, because I've been in the forest. But, you know, just shit like that. I don't like to use the term trigger, but mm-hmm. being around it triggers me. It, it makes yeah. my flesh crawl and I feel unsafe. It's yeah. repugnant to me. Right. And, and it's like, I don't, but they always interpret that as me saying, go do crystal meth, go do cocaine. It's never yeah. about that. Like, no, clearly you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not encouraging you to destroy yourself or lie to your friends and family for the mm-hmm. you know, thousandth time, but they can't hear me just as I couldn't hear people speaking about Jehovah's Witnesses because both groups have an us versus them mentality as yeah. well. Yes, they do. Worldly people and AA calls them normies. You know, well, that's so, insane, dude. Yeah. So, so what worked for you if that didn't work for you? That I let down my stepson. Mm. Okay. So that was your motivation. My father told me, well, I mean, also, I just, I, that's out of character for me. You know, that outside of that, I've never been in a fight. I don't mm. like violent people. And I, I have a portrait tattoo of my stepson on my forearm, here to here, mm-hmm. of him in his first Comic-Con. With uh, he, he dressed up as Two-Face. I helped him make the costume. Oh, that's awesome. And I swore, you know, I, I knew, you know, there were things with his dad that caused him sadness. Mm. You know, I didn't, I signed on to help raise him. I didn't take it lightly. Even when yeah. we had a son, he felt threatened because we were having our own boy. Right. And it wasn't that way, I even used to say, I chose to love you. Yeah. It's better or worse, but it's equal. And it's and it's just as good. And mm-hmm. I failed. Mm-hmm. And whew, it's painful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was kicked out of the first halfway house because I don't, I'm not a God-fearing man. Mm. Well, shit. Yeah, you know, you know that's real Christ-like. So yeah, I was exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was I was sent to a place that was gro- my room when I went. In, there was just vomit all over it, hardened. Yeah. And the guy had been living in there with vomit for like months. Mm. It, it was it was people were smoking crack on the porch. I've never been in a place like that. You know, there was yeah. no oversight. It's ran by a mob informant. I won't tell you his name here, but. His father was like a big time, a big deal in the mob. And oh, shit. He, he ratted on his dad and 
he, he was a nice guy. Once he offered me a cannoli, and I felt like I was in The Sopranos. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm eating a cannoli. A cannoli. A cannoli. <laughs> Not to brag, but that's a flex most people don't have. I mean, I love cannoli. Oh my god, it was so good, and so. I, he was fine. The guy who ran it was fine. I did mm. not enjoy the people. In, uh, even I was robbed. Mm. And then I called the cops in there and my wallet or reappeared, you know. Ugh. But I was to blame because I'm an alcoholic and I have alcoholic thinking. Because mm. I was born an alcoholic. Oh, mm. bullshit. 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 So I contacted uh, where I stay now. Mm. And this is a little efficiency um, for people who are, you know, trying to be sober or whatever and like have right. gone i mean i don't even want to call it a program because i think it's a joke yeah but uh coming up what september 2nd i'll be sober three years um fuck yeah congratulations hell yeah thank you i mean yes i'm a man of my word you mm -hmm. know um so it was it was here because in aa you know they're always just like jovis witnesses go spend time go talk to them and i'd say well i don't like them i don't have anything in common with them I even had a guy, he said, you don't like anything. I said, oh, no, I do. You're just uneducated and a dullard. Do you want to speak about Nietzsche? Or do you want to talk about um, Pavarotti singing Pagliacci? That's, I think that's the most beautiful song ever written. And I also love heavy metal. You know, but just you talk about bitches with a fat ass and say you were out there running the game. I've seen you. You have one ratty t-shirt. You had no bitches. You had no You know, like, God damn it. It just, I hated that shit because, like, oh. I even, it's it's in my memoir. I talked about they told us not to fuck out by the dumpster. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Should I also not um, stab a dog? Like, that's on a long list of shit I'd never do. What are you talking like, about? Is the dumpster going to get jealous? <laughs> what is happening? Like, <laughs> I remember a guy, he was like, well, if they're asking for it, I'm like, what kind of creature, what kind of creature would ask me to them up against a dumpster. I don't oh kink shame. God. Okay, I don't kink shame here. Okay, like, <laughs> you haven't seen the dumpster or smelled it. Oh, so, uh, true. Do you imagine the rules like posted like on the fridge? <laughs> the fridge. rule number two: don't fuck by the dumpster. <laughs> don't fuck on the dumpster. Oh. Damn it. We should. I want to create an online community for people who enjoy coitus on or near a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> and call it Humpster. No. Oh, <laughs> I, hey, big. It'd be like grinder, but for. I belong oh, in market. Wait, what would they be called? Dump dumpties? Dump dumpsteries? Like it depends who's getting dumped in. I mean, if I mean. <laughs> Fucking love this. God damn it. Can we talk about your books really quick? Um, oh, yeah. Definitely. I was, I was going to share. Um, you have written two books. Mm -hmm. uh, you are calling it a trilogy, but it says book one out of two, two out of two. So is there a third on the way? So the way I have it set as a the apostasy trilogy, but mm. um, what I'm doing is – you know, I wanted to tell my story. So I sat in this room and worked on it. I did 10, 15 edits. 
and then I hired an editor, and then I thought, you know what, I want to hire another ex Jehovah's Witness to do the, the oh, cover. nice. Because I thought that would really be cool to, you know, kind of foster community because I don't want to speak about theology. I don't get into it in my memoir. It's all yeah. about indoctrination, how I right. subjugated, and how I rebelled. Yeah. So in Mentally Diseased, before each, uh, there are 12 chapters because 12 is a biblical number, 12 mm -hmm. apostles, 12 steps. Um, I put, um, I also write poetry and songs. So I put a poem oh. before each chapter. Nice. Okay. And I hired an editor. Um, his name is Moses. I really feel like he <laughs> elevated my, my writing. And I love that his name is biblical. But the go. poem is all me. The, the story, you know, he... It, it, he didn't really change it much, but the poems, that's just me because I feel mm -hmm. like they were written by a cult member and they reflect yeah. a sick mind. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I've had most, I mean, really pretty much all positive feedback so far. Um, and, but a lot of people really liked um, my poetry. Actually, mm -hmm. that poem I wrote um, the day I, I knew it was a cult. I didn't oh. leave, but that's how I open it. And so I, uh, I've written since I was 18 and I okay. just happened to have a hundred poems and I thought, wow. I thought, well, shit, this is like a time capsule of an oppressed cult member. And you can really see, um, now I, when I wrote it, I, um, always wrote safe titles because if it was mm -hmm. found, you know, you cannot yeah. have their forbidden thoughts. But I changed a lot of the titles of them. But most of them are about dealing with faith or things that didn't make sense within. And there are some fictional things and um, a couple songs and just, you know, weird ramblings. There's even after I overdosed when I was 21, um, I wrote a letter in the mental institution. And that's about halfway through gangrenous speeches. Mm. And now, now the titles... Uh, since I'm baptized and no and a, an apostate, I don't believe I am mentally diseased. Mm -hmm. and witnesses are told to avoid the gangrenous speeches of apostates. Oh, jeez! God damn it! So, for um, mentally diseased was released on my 40th birthday, which oh. I had never celebrated, and I felt like writing a book and publishing it was a pretty good way to celebrate your first birthday. Hell yeah! Yeah, and yeah. and. It, an important part of this book, um, I haven't spoken to my stepson. I could. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, um, which is difficult because usually uh, I'm pretty quick-witted and I don't really care if people like what I have to say or not mm -hmm. because I feel like people deserve honesty. Mm -hmm. but this book is concluded with a brief letter to my mother, a letter to my stepson, and a letter to my little boy. And he's 13. I, you know, it's just, it's a very difficult situation. I, I really don't know how to navigate, but yeah. maybe writing a book and publicly apologizing, maybe that's a start. It's, mm -hmm. it's a step. Yep. To be enough, you know, yeah. totally. I terribly. And I love him very much. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I also know there's, his mother told me I could write him a letter. I already did, okay. like I said. Okay. But outside of her, there's absolutely no one in his life that liked me before all of this happened. Mm. So 
you know, my mother was already trying to turn the boys away from me because I think she saw I was done with, as they say, the truth. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you're going to say I'm mentally diseased and have gangrenous speeches, I'm going to own that. But, mm-hmm. You know, at the third book, um, because I always loved heavy metal. I always loved, you know, Edgar Allan Poe, Stephen mm. King, horror movies. And I was right. always told that was wrong and sinful. And I oh. used to pray for Jehovah to remove that part of myself, oh. to remove what I enjoyed. And I knew in paradise, none of the music I liked or anything would be there. But yeah. it really pissed me off. And I thought, you know what? So they also say that apostates are despicable. So I'm writing a horror novella about the Antichrist and I'm calling it And Nice. Okay. Uh, the second book cover, that artwork was done by another um, XJW who is on uh, Twitter. They're kind of anonymous. So, um, But the third uh, artist I found, his name is Stuart Fletcher. And now he does paint a lot of nudes. Tragically, mm-hmm. I will not be nude on the cover. But <laughs> Well, I won't read. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break some heart, you know. I, you know, <laughs> just rose petals. This rose or pasties. Pa- there you go, pasties. Often mal pasties. You're like, but I'm always wearing those, so it doesn't really. Oh, yeah, true, true. It's true. like I'm wearing them right now. Right now. So, I yeah, but also. I really have enjoyed writing Despicable. I'm about 70 pages in. Wow. And it allows me to talk about some of the really horrific aspects of it um, with, you know, enough distance that I don't want it to be untasteful. But, you know, I do deal with a lot of really dark things. and. I created my own religion. I created my own bylaws. I created my own... um, history of the religion mm-hmm. and then also i um i had the founder of the the maternal church of elohim seekers uh her name is rain amira castra and she realizes that it's all crap so she writes something i call her numerological elegy and it's a satanic prophecy ha. and so there there's an unholy trinity mm. and there'll be like a possession you know, lots of lots of messed up stories, mm-hmm. and um, basically, um, an Elohim seeker makes the choice to become the Antichrist, and the people who are abusing children, uh, he just kills a bunch of them. You know, it's nice. I like and, that. I like it. Thank Sounds you. like a wholesome story for the whole family. You know, definitely read it yes. to your children. Give them so you know what their nightmares will be, and then yeah. <laughs> but this sounds um, fucking awesome. Thank you. I, I, I try not to dwell also in the basically I want to describe horrible things beautifully. I always okay. love it. and I don't really revel in the um the parts of it that are dark. There's a serial killer. Um there, you know, there's a lot of stuff. It all ser- serves purpose and there's a lot of symbolism. Mm-hmm. But I've really enjoyed the world building, you know, because yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses let's say you're an artist. Well, you probably can't have a job making art unless you work for the society. If you're a singer, that's really not going to work. You know, you have to have this job where you can make all the meetings where you're not 
you know, associating with worldly people more than you have to. And I think that's one of the more insidious things is to rob people of their passion. Yes. I adore words. I've always loved writing and I only intended for one book. And then that happened. And actually I, I spoke to Stuart one time and he said, he said, keep writing, which is why I dedicated gangrenous speeches to him. And so all three books will come out in a year, each six, each six months apart from each other for satanic imagery. And, you know, if you say this shit about me, I'm going to own it. Like some people hear and they think, Oh, about the antichrist or they think I'm evil or have some agenda or, you know, it's just, you tell, you know, the Bible, much as that scripture I read earlier, the Bible is filled with violence, horrific acts. Though there's one scripture about, I don't know if it's a gift, but a guy has a bag of like, he circumcised like 300 Philistines. and The Philistines, yep. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a bad gift. Like, is there a receipt? I don't want that for my birthday, okay? Just telling you right now, <laughs> no foreskins. But how fresh were they? Were they dried up? Were they, like, bloody? The beef jerky. I like told you. Jerky. Calamari. Like dehydrated apricot. Dehydrated Lifesavers. These taste bad, but I'm really constipated. Like, those are dicks. Those- <laughs> Go eat a bag of dicks. Go eat a bag of, bag of dicks. You, you can know, actually order a bag of dicks. I'm just saying. I, I have seen that. You know, I have thought of sending it to several people. But also, when I get all three books out, I'm going to sign them and personalize them and send them to Jehovah's Witness headquarters. Yes. Yes. And, you know, you, they left me to die in the streets. Yeah. They took everything from me. Mm-hmm. Yes. My father, my mother. And... I know that my mother, um, because my ex-wife allows my mother to babysit my son, even though she knows it's a cult and I have warned her, whatever. But I know that my mother will not try and indoctrinate him Mm -hmm. because she has to, because she thinks if she doesn't, she'll be blood guilty and her God will kill her, her God, you know. So whether or not, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses are pretty honest people or at least i was but they will lie for the cult they will lie to make the cult look better i did it you're instructed to do it so so sick man it is and you know it's it's really been crazy to just even uh when i google myself now it says michael Lash author and has both my books and you know the way i feel about that is that is immortality yeah or promised me that and didn't deliver mm-hmm. and you know the their shaming phrases also i want anytime somebody googles them to find me and to find someone who is speaking out against them yes you know i want to disempower those words yes call me mentally diseased or despicable i don't give a shit and gangrenous yes. speeches i mean who in the name of god would ever it's such an absurd phrase but yeah. um I really haven't, I've enjoyed it really. It's just, it's been a momentous thing because, you know, it's like, oh, I can do and pursue whatever I want. And whether I sell, you know, 200 copies or 2 million. Right. You know, I always, since I was, I always wanted to affect people with my word. I always did. And I would do it in chat rooms. Hey, I wrote this. Will you check it out? And people would compliment me. 
but I would say, oh, well, they're worldly. Of course, they're going to encourage me to draw me away from Jehovah. I should just put these away. Yeah. yeah. And my so gangrenous speeches, uh, I have some emo poetry in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was 18, I, I met a girl on the Internet and I fell in love with her and mm-hmm. she lives in New Zealand. Now, I never <laughs> met her. I have seen her and, you know, we've. Yeah, I know she's a real person, but you know, it wasn't. A, this isn't an episode of Catfish, right? Ninety Day Fiance. Like. But yeah, she was, she was the first person in my life to encourage my writing, mm-hmm. and I never forgot her for that. And so I've reconnected with her. Nice. Aww. I even mailed her a copy of each of my books, and you know, it's just it's really cool to come full circle. And like, actually, we've been talking almost every day, you know, it's just, I mean, she's my oldest friend. I've known her for 22 years. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just like the internet, you know, I, I, I hired a lawyer to do a legal review an editor and artist and the internet allowed me to, you know, I couldn't have done that 20 years ago. Like, you know, publish a book and and do it on my birthday and have absolute control and six months apart, you know, it's, I mean, because in many ways, yes, my trilogy is trolling a cult. <laughs> you know, it, it is. I mean, yeah. somebody said, why did you name it that? And why are you releasing it six months apart? And I was like, spite. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, spite. that's awesome. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's just really been cool. And I hope other people who were raised yes. like me pursue their passions because yes. I just think the best part of life I even, yeah. I have plans before or after they're all out. Um, the first time I was disfellowshipped, I tried stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And I, I read, everything I read said, you're going to fail the first time. You're going to suck forever. But And I just thought, I don't care how many people can have the balls to say they did this. Right. And so I went right. there and people did laugh. I was kind of surprised. You know, I have a very dark sense of humor. <laughs> but I made sure not to curse because I wanted to be reinstated. But I think what I want to do is try stand up again. Fuck yeah, um, do that. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I like doing that. And and also with my art, I always want to use it to reflect back to mm-hmm. Jehovah's Witnesses. Because I have a lot of messed up stories and just things about my childhood. But, you know, I want their shame to eternally be linked to my name. Yes. And I don't know. It, someone told me that Jehovah's Witnesses in their headquarters have a list of high ranking apostates. No way. I want to be on that list. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, because that's they, tell, they tell the lady, you know, don't look at it, don't read it. It'll warp your mind with demonic influence. But they're watching it because they keep telling members, don't don't believe them no matter what right. they say because they're protecting all these pedophiles. And yep. you know, people know how crazy Mormons are. People know how weird Scientology is. Yes. People want to become Jehovah's Witnesses, but I they don't people don't seem to know just how awful they are yeah and so you know i'm just there are plenty of people that are you know every time they release new videos or information they break it down and why it's bullshit but i don't want to do that i i love art and that's what i want to do yeah I you think are an that, artist through and yes. through thanks well I was, about, I, I was gonna say that like lately basically ever since covid you know everybody's like indoors and 
on the, on the, on the internet that more and more people are coming out of the different religions as just literally exposing them. And I fucking love that, you know? Um, so I think with religion being on the decline, um, yeah, I think they'll be exposed. Just give it time and they will hopefully be, you know, yeah. either the minority or no longer, hope, hopefully no longer, but I doubt that it'll happen. But Well, I think but, the main way they're supplementing their ranks is the mm. born in children. Now, oh, yeah. those are the people more likely to wake up because yeah. like my mother is 70. Um, yeah. If she were to look at it for what it is and what she has done to her only child, mm. I don't know how she could live with herself. She shouldn't be able to. Yeah. Condoned horrible abuse for decades, mm -hmm. abused me herself. Defend them. Yep. Physically, emotionally, and then did as much as you can to destroy my life at the absolute worst moment of it and estrange me from my son. Yeah. God. How dare you? I, I had somebody in AA, they said, they said, uh, they were like, you need to forgive your mother. I said, you need to shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. How about that? <laughs> fucking forgiveness is used as fucking manipulation, like, man. It, it really is. And bullshit. I said, I won't harm her. And frankly, that's better than she deserves. And and yeah. then they were like, well, well, and I said, well, I am like your God. I'll forgive her when she's dead. There She'll you go. Her sins. But I will never speak to her again. Yeah. Right before mentally diseased came out, she sent me a letter bereft of emotion telling me I need it, which there is a lot of cancer in my family history, mm. but telling me I should get checked. And then it, it, I could write both of you a letter in five minutes and show more compassion and concern mm. and love for you. I mean, it was like an Android. I still have it. I even I read it on my TikTok eventually Jeez. once I could get through it without really breaking down right now i don't know who wrote that it really gave me the creeps it said i do love you you are my son like i i feel like if I her a cult, she would say does not compute and spark right. Right. right a lot of people so jw's called himself the organization mm. but a lot of ex-members call it the borg like from star trek and it's right. true because right. there is uniform yep. of thought and they're just it's just like I don't think I'm special or I'm remarkable for waking up. I just think I was projected so much for so long. Yeah. That I just finally was thought, do I do I like what is this? Do I even believe this? Does it hold up? But I had never done that before. Yeah. Right. And that's that's you know I just. I think some people that they, they want to help people, they want to wake them up, but I just don't think you can, because when you think, you know, I've said before, I was taught hatred and told it was love. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And that's So how I understood emotions was wrong. So when people would come to me and say, Hey, you should pursue your writing or this girl likes you. When they came to me with love, I perceived it as hatred because Satan was trying to get me to die through them. Ugh, and delusion Christ. like that is not easily confronted it's just not no. that's why a lot of ex-Jehovah's Witnesses are very polite and don't curse fuck mm. that you know it, <laughs> yeah. I'm not that guy as I say I'm not in the life saving business anymore if you leave that's great Yeah. but if you're a Jehovah's Witness you are told to view me as someone who is already dead you are told you believe because you've been told by the governing body recently the past year the newborn babies that are unbaptized are enemies of god shut the fuck up what yeah and you want to come for my son 
through my mother. No, know your enemy. Know your enemy. I am your enemy. Fuck uh, that. I, I have no love. I don't give a shit about Jehovah's Witnesses because they yeah. don't give a shit about anyone. Burn it down. Burn and even it down. Them, they're terrible. They were always terrible to me. As soon as my dad died, every time I needed them, they fucking betrayed me and broke my heart and never again. Yeah. You know, forgiveness is great. You know, if you knock over a cup and break it, I'll forgive you. But shit like that, I have boundaries. You are trash. I won't hurt you physically. Yeah. And if you look at me, you know, I I had the other day a guy who was always terrible to me. He was looking at me and I didn't even mean to say it. I just said, what are you looking at, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) I say that to him all the time, too. Yeah. (laughs) There's a group of them that come into my bar and I'll feel them just staring at me. Uh-oh. They did it the other day, and then they look away. Holy and shit. What, now, there's a cart nearby, but I I want somebody to record me, but I want to just go and put one of my stickers on their cart. And uh, But, you know, what's been crazy is, where, for one, where I work, I'm 40. Most of them are in their early 20s, mm. and I've never been accepted for who I am until now. Mm. Oh. You know, I'm an I'm an old I'm in a lot of ways I'm like the work dad, but <laughs> multiple kids have taken pictures for me or my friend Daisy or mm. they bought my book or they've shared it, and I've ne- so, sorry I've never known acceptance like that ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses hated me. AA hated me. I mean, the time in jail was horrible. I mean, that was my journey. Thirty-seven years of a coal, seventy-seven yeah. days in jail, three days of just what the fuck and then so yeah. living and people trying to indoctrinate me into that way of belief mm-hmm. and i do not believe in god and yeah. i'm not a bad person for that yeah. and i'm not a bad person for having depression or sadness no you know no. It, we're, we're human <laughs> yeah and you know. it's it's remarkable to me that even when i've been terribly depressed or barely talking or like there have been times i've just went in the bathroom to fucking cry yeah no one shamed me for that. You know, AA would tell me they're all degenerates and shouldn't work there. Jehovah's Witnesses would think they're shit. But fuck that. I'm a yeah. loyal person. Yeah. You know? And and I really appreciate so many of them. In in the back of mentally disease, I listed them by first name. Everyone at my job, whoever encouraged me on that yes. path. Yeah. And I, I, they'll never understand what that means to me. Mm-hmm. You can't. If, if you didn't grow up in a cult, you just don't understand basic human decency yeah, yeah. I, I have a yeah. bad habit of when i walk i i never look up because jova's mm-hmm. witnesses would just slam doors when i was walking in wouldn't hold them um i'd be like hey how you doing and they'd walk away and then i go to the elders and they tell me it was in my head or tell me to keep trying god and i i lived that for 20 years so when people say you're angry you're goddamn right sometimes if you're not angry you're not paying attention yeah Yep. I'm not spiraling or doing anything crazy, but I'm yep. angry at it to me and I'm angry it's still happening and it's going to continue to happen. Yeah. When these kids that are born in wake up, they're going to be thrown the fuck out on the streets and it's yeah. bullshit and it's terrifying and it's wrong. Yep. Gotta burn it down, man. Yeah. And surround yourself with people who you, who love you and accept you and just, you know, give you positivity. Like life is too fucking short to be a, surrounded with toxic ass motherfuckers. So please surround yourself with people who care about you. 
it, yeah. it's cute because like there's a group chat at my job which i don't really participate in mm-hmm. but it when it's like 400 messages i'm like oh my god <laughs> It just that number annoys me, you know, and like, so usually on Wednesday nights, um, they go and do karaoke. Now I've never gone. Karaoke. I told them one time I said, I will do the karaoke. And, you know, I <laughs> the karaoke. Stupid on purpose. But this girl told me it's pinned in the chat. And like, mm. it's like, they're all, they all would be really excited if I went and like, I'm not used to people being excited to see me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not. I, I've had to learn to look up when I walk and actually say hi to people because yeah. I was conditioned like Pavlov's dog. But yeah, right. Ignored for right. decades. Yep. And there were even times I I doubted my own existence. I really yeah. did. You know it. It's just such a shitty, oppressive way to live. And yeah. I'm very glad to be free of it. <sighs> Same. Like, yeah. and, and congratulations glad, yeah. on being sober and getting out of all that shit. And we're glad that you were here and with and, us. Yeah, and just be kind to yourself, right? Yes. I, yep. I'm trying. You know, it, yeah. what I think is problematic is many people they leave a cult and then they try and learn, but what needs to come between that is unlearning. Yes. Because, you know, I was contrived and circumscribed, pro- programmed. You yeah, have to deprogram you, yourself. That's you hard. Question everything about yourself, yeah. and a lot of people don't want to do that. But I, I think some people, it's kind of like with a house; they mm. might paint it, and they're like, "Oh, it's perfect now." Other people remodel a couple rooms, and it's perfect. For me, yeah. my house was utterly destroyed mm. to ash. There was nothing. You know, I I have, you know, clothes, and even a lot of my clothes had memories of my ex wife or my mm. mother or my stepson, and I threw them away because. It, yeah. was, it was painful reminders. Yeah. You know, um, so I essentially have reinvented myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, it's been a very bizarre journey. Sometimes I, I can't believe it's real, but, you know, it's, it's what happens. So. Well, thanks okay. for sharing all that with us. Yeah. Oh, of course. Fuck yeah. So your website is micaallenlodge.com. I um, it'll be in the description mm-hmm. of this episode right below. You yes. can also find him on TikTok. I need to find you on TikTok. I didn't know you had a TikTok. Uh. I I am on Twitter, TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram, Reddit, Facebook. Okay. I'm I'm like herpes. I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's cream for that. Okay. There's cream. For that. <laughs> <laughs> That will be at JW underscore in underscore AA. Yep. So that'll be also in the description. Uh, but yeah, man, thank you so much for being here with us and sharing all that. that that's yes. that's a lot. And yeah, we're yeah, glad you're here. Take it day by day. Yep. And you have new friends now. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, that's what's crazy to me. It's just, to be denied human decency and then to interact with people and have them help me support my books and not ask anything. Yeah. You know, that that's just so overwhelming. And right. it's really, you know, it's just crazy. You come from such hatred and you thought it was love. Mm. And then you, you come out and it's just like, wow. I, I, it's like coming out of the matrix, you know? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. woke up, man. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I took the red pill, I guess. So. You're too woke for us, okay? God You're too damn woke. it. 
Oh yeah, speaking of oh, oh, oh. Okay, hold on. Before we give a shout out to our friends from Recovering from Religion. Yes. Um so the reviews are in. <laughs> this is a new segment now. Uh yeah, we want to give a shout out to Trudy Jensen. Mm, Trudy who was listening to our episode last time and she says or I'm I'm sorry for if I'm assuming a person's uh gender um Trudy says, stopped at 25 minutes for the first time, overdid the woke. <laughs> um, and this episode was, that was from the racist with, um, with Dave. Dave, yeah. When oh, we so talked about racism. Not, and, okay. You know. Oh, I was like, I was woke? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> no this no, is no, from no. our previous episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, talking about <laughs> anti racism mm -hmm. triggered Trudy very much yeah. so. So we will be setting up an anti woke. It's notifications for her or the wokeless notifications the oh my so anytime uh an episode with less wokeness comes yeah. out yes she yeah. can watch that safely without being triggered yeah yeah yeah. i'm still maybe waiting on the definition of woke because i don't understand watch, watch it after cross burning <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 yes yeah, it's like, yeah, well, Trudy, if you don't like the Burning Eden podcast being too woke, maybe you should watch other content. Suck my dick. Okay? Suck my dick, Trudy. Suck my dick. <laughs> I have multiples. Who the, who, the <laughs> who the fuck is named Trudy? Except Monk's right? dead wife. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Trudy Monk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Can my you God. imagine a, a, a baby named Trudy? No, it's Ew. like you can't you can't picture a baby named uh, Linda. Yeah, like, no, like baby Linda, baby Linda. <laughs> Isn't she beautiful? What do you want to call her? Trudy, <laughs> Trudy, Trudy. God, God. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> be me. <laughs> if anti-racism topics trigger you, it, it yeah. might be for a couple of reasons, right? Yeah. Are you a being called out? Are you being yeah, yeah. um? I don't know. I don't know, Trudy. Yeah, a little hint to me. Uh, but anywho, we want to give yeah. a big shout out to Recovering from Religion. If you go to yes. recoveringfromreligion.org, uh, they have an amazing support for those who are doubting their faith or they just need to talk to somebody. They provide hope, <laughs> healing, and support to those who are, you know, doubting their faith or they're deconstructing and they need community you can call 184 i doubt it they're an amazing resource nonprofit organization run by volunteers 24 7 support uh peer support which is awesome and they also have um you know groups that you can join like ex jehovah's ex mormons ex evangelical ex whatever muslims uh really really fantastic organization there's also the Secular Therapy Project, which is also part of Recovering from Religion, go to seculartherapy.org, which is a registry of secular therapists. <laughs> uh, therapists that are not associated with any faith, any religious organization, who are not going to tell you to pray. Yeah, for your to, acne. To, right? to Sky Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So big shout out to Dr. Daryl Ray yes. and Gail Jordan. Love you. We love you and guys. Gail. You guys do amazing work for the community. Yes. Uh, so um, 
Sorry, I lost my train of thought. I uh, want to remind everybody that we do have a merch store, as you saw earlier. <laughs> uh, you can get a shirt or a poster or, I don't know, pasties of Mel fucking you know what I Lord and Savior, Jesus I like, Christ. Put like a boob imprint on there. You know, you, <laughs> so I can, like, I'll sign it. I'll sign it. Like sumo wrestlers do the yeah, yeah, right, right, right. dad print. Yep. It'll be My tit boob. print. But, but that's only if you subscribe to the uh, Diabolical Patreon. That's right. We will do so. shady things. We're not kidding. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Yes. In the in the picture, do you donkey punk? <laughs> <laughs> if you pay extra, maybe. We'll see. We'll talk about it. <laughs> get it out without laughing. I <laughs> First, that may be the first time a human being said, did you donkey punch Jesus? <laughs> you heard it here first on the Bernadine you podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Smash that like button and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our new episodes. <laughs> the re- episodes are released on Mondays, as always. They are still available as audio only if you prefer that format. Give us a rating on Spotify. Five stars, no less. You know why. Follow us on Twitter at BaffML666. Mine is at Maltrefitty, and his is at BaffleMiddle666. Because we're original. (laughs) (laughs) If you go to patreon.com slash burninggaming666, you can become a supporter if you actually like what we do. Uh, (laughs) Hope you don't. Hate hate pay us. Hate pay us, please. Big thank you to Ron H., our friend Atheist Chico, Lynn, Evelyn B., Will H., and my friend Lisette, our friend Lisette. Thank you. Every fucking time. In Canada, who I'm going to go visit in (laughs) September. This is going to be fucking awesome. I'm going to, like, notify Canada. Like, (laughs) a brown man has entered your space. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, we don't want to forget the OGs on Anchor, Robin M, William N, and Ketchup. Ketchup. Ketchup, But yeah. <laughs> Told you a shit show. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's good. I, hey, I... It was... Sometimes when I talk about stuff, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a whole lot of depressing stuff at once. It, I feel, And then it ends, and I'm like, oh, wow, like people are going to be like... What I don't arming themselves afterwards. So <laughs> yeah, I'm glad some of my snark came through more. Like that's what yeah. we're about. Yes, we are romantical. We this. are romantical. And we are also professional. Professional romanticals. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, that's it. We're gonna wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> like what you should be doing when you're. Uh, getting busy Eating with it. the Lord in the, in the uh, dumpster. <laughs> fucking Jesus! Fucking Jesus by the, the dumpster. dumpster. <laughs> we should change the picture to like the dumpster. Oh, yes. <laughs> and be like, what? What kind of condom are you using? Glad. Really? <laughs> 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 Damn it! A hefty bag. Hefty. 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 Bounty, the quilted quicker picker upper. Just get the baby wipes, you know. Oh, no. That's fine. I'll, I'll wipe you down. I'm romantical. I'll, I'll wipe you down. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you want the right. Lord to enter you, uh, I don't know. Order you just got to keep it safe. Oh, come on, you faithful. Oh, come no. on, you faithful. <laughs>
I'm going to change my name to Faithful. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, don't go just say we want to talk to you for one more minute. But that is what the Lord wants when thy kingdom comes. Mel's will be done. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs>